Before we get started with today's episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast, I want to talk to you about Draft. Draft Draft.com, Draft in your app store, is a great way to play fantasy sports. Snake-style drafts, just the way you like them. Draft five golfers, you draft five people in football, you name it. They go by position in the other sports, but it is great. They have football, they have golf, they have basketball, they have NHL, they have them all, and it is awesome. When you use promo code SD Sports at checkout, you get entry into a free $3 tournament of your choice. So go to draft.com, draft in your app store, try the snake-style drafts or the new auction-style drafts they have. They have so many cool ways to do it. You can take out the best players, make it a little more challenging for your group, whatever you prefer. But again, draft.com, draft in your app store, promo code SD Sports for entering into a free $3 tournament of your choice. Also, go check out fansharesports.com. It's a great, great site. They are focusing on golf and football right now, going over ownership projections, tags. They listen to every podcast, every article. They do it all, all around the industry, and let you know who these sentiments are on week to week to help you with what you're looking for. So go check out Fanshare Sports. Tell them the Always Pressing PGA DFS podcast sent you. With that being said, welcome to this week's edition of the Always Pressing PGA DFS podcast, previewing the 2018 Shriners Hospital for Children's Open. Play. Play. Yeah. Yeah. Kane is in the building. Yeah. Already the show goes on all night. Till the morning we dream so long. Anybody ever wonder when they will see the thunder? Just remember when you come to the show. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS podcast. This week, we'll be previewing the Shriners Hospitals for Children Open in Las Vegas, Nevada. In order to do so, be joined by my co-host, as always, Jesse. How are we doing, man? Doing well, dude. Uh, we almost had our boy Finau get it done. Almost. It was disappointing because uh went to bed, as we were talking about before this. He uh, had a two-shot lead about 12 or 13 holes in. I was winning some I – I don't play in high-stake tournaments, but I was winning money. Let's put it that way. I was winning money. And uh, I woke up, and I didn't look at the final standings. I looked at my DraftKings, and I noticed he must not have won because uh, I broke even for the week, but it could have been so, so much nicer. Yeah. Uh, how was is, how is, uh, your female love? Uh, yeah, I mean, I played him quite a bit. Uh, I also played uh, Pepperell, who pulled the old, like uh, yeah, WD pre, uh, pre-start for his round, but post-lock uh, for DraftKings, so... Knocked out one of my uh, female lineups right out the gate there, but yeah, uh, you know, man, I was just thinking, I was just thinking he was gonna, he was gonna get it done um, going into Sunday there, and then you know, Xander got to give up to him. He played really well. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Uh, I saw some one of the guys on Twitter, I can't remember who it was now, tweeting out um, like in his model for the last hundred rounds of golf, strokes gained just per round in general. Finau right now is fourth behind like DJ uh, Rose and I want to say Brooks, but I could be wrong with Brooks. But still, fourth overall in all of golf is pretty damn impressive. Yeah, yeah, he's playing so, well, dude. I, like, like you were talking about before, you know, you said he looked jittery on the on the course there. Big time tournament, a lot of money on the line. You know, hopefully, he learns from it and uh, and is able to bounce back this week. That's the goal. Um, I know you probably didn't get to watch a ton. I watched a little bit. What's your thoughts on guys like uh, Rory just completely tanking? Uh, yeah, DJ, he kind of hung around, but still nothing great. You know, overall, there's only like 
15 to 20 people that were under par in the whole event. The, the winds were pretty nasty, but some of these guys just completely just seemed like they did not care to be there. Yeah, it's a weird leaderboard because the winner's obviously 14 under, and then your top 10 at five under. So nine shots back, but top 10, that's pretty wild. Obviously, no cut event, uh, limited field. So that's that's why you can have those kind of big spreads. But to get to 14 under is, is pretty good. And then, yeah, there's a lot of guys who just mailed it in, I guess. I, I don't really know. DJ shot one round under par. Uh, I, I don't know where his head's at. I, that maybe that's what it is. Franny played awful, um, for the most part. And yeah, what uh, what did Rory finish at? Finally, what, I was, was I watched the uh, there, I think eight or nine, ten over, <laughs> ten over. Yeah, he's one round of even par, and then five over, three over, two over. Wow, yeah, that's yeah. really, really bad. Um, yeah, I expected that to see him play well this week, uh, being off for a little while. And then obviously a lot of course history there. He's played well here in the past. So, man, I don't know. It's just such a weird time for golf. Um, this fall swing, um, you know, so it, maybe that has something to do with it. Uh, but yeah, the good news is we get a cut this week, but before there, your boy Cameron champ got it done this week too. Real quick before we get to Cam. Um, I wanted to mention something which will be good because you know we have this weird swing right now, like you mentioned, and it'll probably still be there next year. But our boy Rob Treya, who we have on once in a while, tweeted out this morning and got my mind thinking. He says uh, he mentioned how the Euro Tour really tweaked their schedule up to kind of combat the U.S. or the PGA Tour changing their schedule up. So basically, once the BMW PGA Championship ends. The very next week, it's Dunhill, which we know we like a lot. A lot of the Euro guys played there after the Ryder Cup. Then you have the Spanish Open, the Italian Open, the French Open, and the uh, Portugal Masters, and then WGC China, which we just had. So in between the BMW and WGC China, you have like five of the biggest Euro Tour events. So we might get a ton of PGA action over there, which will be great for guys like us. We might have to preview it on this podcast. But basically what I wanted to bring it up for is it's going to make – this kind of boring time of year, maybe a lot more interesting. Yeah, I'll be down with that. Um, hopefully, DraftKings takes notice too and bumps up their Euro contest. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. Otherwise, it really doesn't matter. <laughs> that does it. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't. All right. Now, you mentioned it. Cam Champ, Mr. I Drive It a Million Miles. He brought it. And um, I was telling Jesse, I didn't get to watch a ton of it. I was playing in a two day uh, tournament this weekend. But on the drive back, it's about 45 minutes to an hour. And I was listening to PGA Tour Radio on Sirius XM. So I got to listen to a lot of the play-by-play towards the end. I got to listen to Cam's last five or six holes. And at first, when I got in the truck, I was like, oh, no. He's even par on the day. And he's kind of just putt-putting around and not dominating. And then he just went scorched earth to finish the round. He's still only won by, like, like three three shots. But uh, Corey Connors was right on his ass, and there's a lot of guys up there, a lot of guys. But most importantly, Cam Champ, it took him, what, two tournaments, Jesse, to win his first PGA Tour championship? Yeah, pretty Iowa, much it. It's funny um, that I was I was talking with a, a guy last weekend, um, a buddy who caddies for Teeter, and um, he was telling we were talking about Cam, and he was like, I've never seen somebody swing it so easy and hit the ball so far. So he's not out there like – uh, full on like driving competition guys. You know, if you ever watch those on the dri- the longest drive competitions on on Golf Channel, he's just got a good smooth swing with a great like transition and just murders it. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I didn't expect it to come this early. I'm not gonna lie. I really thought uh, M would would win first, but 
Cam is he's he's legit, and it's gonna be fun to watch him for a lot of years. Yeah, he he's legit. Uh, somehow M didn't make the cup, but he's gonna be just fine. Like Anders Alberson's a guy we talked about in the preseason uh, preview thing. He finished fifteen under. I think like I think T five or something. There was a ton of really talented web grads or you know kind of teetering PGA players that played really, really well. And that's why I like tournaments like that. You get to see these guys grind it out. They were saying on the broadcast, I think it was um, it was EJ Trahan. I think he finished fifth. That he had to finish fifth or better to be able to get into the, this week's event. So these guys are grinding stuff out in freaking October just to yeah. play another round of golf where there's other guys sitting at home with their feet up going, you know what, I'm good to go, no big deal. And then I know Kevin Price talked about it on our web show that these guys are playing now, the grads, and they get re-ranked for priority for events after, like, the end of this year. And that got brought up, I think, because uh, Albertson's finished where he finished with a big Sunday that it kept his priority in the top five, so he's going to be able to play more. And it's pretty crazy if you really get, like, behind the scenes on how these guys are trying to make a living. It's right. wild. I'm with you. Yeah, it's uh, so. it's a grind. And uh, so good good for Cameron. He's he's broke through. And uh, DraftKings took notice, too. We'll talk about his price here soon. Yeah, he got quite the bump this week, and you are right. We'll definitely talk about that. So let's do it. Let's uh, get into the Shriners Hospital for Children's Open. I apologize. I will not get that right every time. I'll probably just call it the Shriners or the Shriners Open. That's probably what we're going to go with here. But, uh, Jesse, why don't you give us a little past event history? Yeah, so it's uh, it's out in Vegas, uh, TPC Summerlin, uh, and it's been played there for a while. Um, Patrick Cantlay was your winner last, week, last year, uh, nine under par over – Sitchka and, and uh, Mean Wee Kim. Uh, year before that, Rod Pampling, who, uh, if you Google Rod Pampling and then you Google the Farmers Insurance Open or the Farmers Insurance guy, the guys on their commercials, pretty sure they're twins. Um, he beat uh, Brooks Kepka by two shots in 2017 or 16, technically, 2017 season. Uh, Smiley Kaufman won this golf tournament one year over by one shot over a bunch of guys. And, uh, this was kind of the, the start for Smiley that year. Um, Patton Kazire was one of those guys. I remember that tournament very well because I was actually on, I think Patton that, that week it was a long time ago. Long story short, going back to what we're talking about here. Uh, Ben Martin was the, the champion before that. And Webb Simpson's also a past champion here too. Yeah. It's a, uh, an interesting group of winners here. And it's going to be really interesting this year because we have 132 golfers, T70 and ties make the cut. We've got a lot of big names here. We're starting to see the impact of uh, maybe a Jordan Spieth getting fined last year for not playing all his events because Spieth's here and Ricky's here. And we'll get on the field, but you're seeing these guys start to play these other tournaments that most don't play this time of year. Um, this is a TPC Summerlin, as you mentioned. It's a Bobby Weed design in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's been here since 2008. Uh, par 71, 7,255 yards on the scorecard. Bermuda grass fairways and rough with uh, bent grass greens. So a lot to go there. And they're very, very large greens. Undulating greens, but so large, the undulations sometimes don't even come to play. And if they do, they're about 11-ish on the stint meter. So they're not very fast greens at all. So not super scary for them there if you can putt. And they're so big that greens and regulations in recent years, like 70 to 75% for the field. So a lot to like there, but um, what they do say, you have very, very wide fairways, wider than average on tour, and it's a shot maker's course. Uh, it's, you know, you don't have to bomb it because, A, it's higher elevation, so the ball's going a lot farther. Some guys have reported, like, it, it's hard to get used to that, but once you do, you're fine. It's also very dry, very hard fairways. It is a desert course, so those shorter hitters get a ton of roll, and they can be right there with the long guys. 
you mentioned Rob Pampling. He talked about when he played the final round with Brooks, Brooks was playing iron off almost every team. He barely brought the driver out at all because you want to be in the fairway. If you're in the fairway, you get to the greens real easy. They say if you're in the rough, you can't control the spin. Uh, they said a lot about Sanderson this last week. A lot of the guys were talking about if you're in the fairway, you can wedge it in, you can stick it, and it's a birdie fest. Um, you see a lot of finishing scores in the 20s here. So a lot of birdies to like here. Just be in the fairway, and you should be just fine. There's four par threes, uh, one pretty short one. The other one's about 200 to 230 yards. At 11 par, three, par fours, averaging about 430 yards. Approach shot in on average about 140 to 150. So, again, short irons, wedge game is what you're looking for. And you got five par five, averaging about 575 yards of distance, all very reachable by almost everybody in the field because of the roll off the tee. These guys could have a shot at it. So a lot of scoring here. Um, since 2014, this event has been sixth in eagle rate on the PGA Tour and eighth in birdie. So score, score, score. The biggest issue could be wind. Uh, that's what stopped last year. That's why Cantley finished at nine under for the win, which is extremely low for this tournament. Um, there, you know, there's chances of slight winds most of the days. Thursday afternoon so far, maybe a little stronger, but overall nothing too crazy like last year. But keep an eye on it as that can change uh, in the blink of an eye. So if it does get windy, that does alter things a lot and could do AM, PM type things, PM, AM, whatever. So keep an eye on that. But otherwise, birdie, 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 and uh, get it in. What key stats are you looking at, Jesse? Um, there's obviously quite a bit of course history, so I'll factor that in uh, this week. The, the The problem with this time of year is we're coming off a couple tournaments, like three in a row for mo- for like a lot of the quote unquote big guys um, with no shots gain stats. So, like, I don't know, you can't really wait that. You can't really wait the shots gain, in my opinion over the whole entire field. Cause there's obviously a lot of guys who played last week. They've got, they've got shot, shot game stats and the guys who played it over in Napa a couple of weeks ago, they have shot, but it, long story short, uh, looking at greens and regulation again, uh, hitting fairways. I think, you know, I think it's, it's going to be a factor. Um, but I mean, you can go as far as looking at like putting on bent greens, like you were talking about spent greens here. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of what I'm looking at this week. Yeah. Birdie or better drafting scoring, you know, approach games is going to be very, very big at this course, as we talked about. So let's do a little fan share talk, fansharesports.com. You got the NFL coverage for you, you got PGA. And just going over a few things because uh, you can look at recent forms when it comes to drafting scoring. And the last three events for players in this field, leading the way is Gary Woodland, who we knew tore it up in the first two events over in Asia. Wasn't playing this last weekend, but he's been on fire of late. Um, he's averaging 22 birdies a tournament right now uh, in his last three events. Pretty darn good. Uh, Finau second. You got Kevin Tway, of course, third. An interesting one because he missed the cut last week, but Chase Wright is fourth, averaging almost 88 draftings points uh, per event. And that's pretty darn impressive because he missed it, I think, on the number or one off, or two off the number uh, last week at the Sanderson. But he's a good web.com guy that can score in bunches. Uh, Sam Ryder had a big finish last week at Sanderson. He's fifth. They got Burgoon, Siwoo Kim. Putnam had a good finish last week as well then Ryan Palmer and Mackenzie Hughes. Uh, when you look at the last six events, you'll get a f- few more familiar names. It's still a very weird field here. you got Woodland, Sam Ryder, Chase Wright again. He's third now. Uh, Kevin Tway is fourth. Bryson pops in here at fifth. Sepp Straka is sixth, averaging 80 DraftKings points, 20 birdies an event on average in his last six. Uh, Kokrak, Putnam, Lee, and Fino is 10th. But we look back to the Shriners last year for the players uh, – that played here, and the biggest takeaway is birdies. 
Um, and out of the top 10, he had 20, 19, 20, all the way down. Everybody had 16 or more in the top nine. Um, the other takeaway I wanted to give you guys, though, that was interesting is, you know, Cantley led the way with 100 and almost 12 draftings points. He won the event. He had 28 tags. He was popular. Cheston Hadley was third. He had 24 tags, so second most tags in the top 10. But then outside of that, Alex Cheka had three tags. He had second most draftings points. Mean Week him as fourth in draftings. He had no tags. Aaron Badley was seventh with no tags. J.J. Spawn and King, no tags, nine and tenth. Uh, J.T. Poston was eighth with two. Tom Hoagie was fifth in draftings points with one. And Pat Nazire had four tags. So a lot of under-the-radar guys scored very, very well here last year. So there's something to keep an eye on. Birdies are frequent, so all these guys can go low at this tournament is basically what I'm trying to get at for you. You don't have to go crazy chalky here. Uh, you, can, you can take some gambles in this tournament. With that being said, Jesse, let's get into the DraftKings portion of this event. We'll start at the 10K and higher. You got Ricky Fowler leading the way at 11-4. Kind of surprised me a little bit there. You got Fino at 11-3 coming over from Asia. Spieth at 11,000. Bryson at 10-8 and Webb at 10-3. Who do you like, Jesse? Yeah, this is obviously a, an interesting tournament in that uh, if you just look at the pricing, especially up top here, there's some obviously some big names. Um Ricky being one, Spieth being another. You know, Bryson's becoming a huge name. Webb's Webb's pretty big name. Um, but I mean, I'm just gonna have to go back to to Finau. Uh, I I think Bryson is okay. I just don't know. Like he's been off since basically the Tour Championship, um, and so I'm just not 100 sure on him. Obviously, Webb's a past winner here. You could play him. Jordan Spieth, I think he'll be really chalky, um, and I'll, I I think. I don't know if everybody will be back on feet now or not, but I'm just going to play feet now again. It's going to happen all year. So basically, if you, when you ask me, and it's in the feet now territory, I'm just going to say feet now. So just go ahead and get used to that for the next yeah. year. You can just put the AP stamp on that. You can ask either one of them. You don't have to ask either one of us. Just play feet now. It's pretty much how it's yeah. going to go. I'm yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just all over feet now. I mean, it, 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 I, I think the loss last week could go one of two ways. Obviously, he could, he could use that to like play really well this week, or it could – you know, hinder him and he can miss the cut, but I'm going to take a chance on him again in 11-3. Yeah, I, I think he's going to go low-owned in this because people are going to say he's traveling, the tough loss, all these factors. People love Ricky. They always love Ricky. That's yeah, true. Um, and then Spieth, you know, I think people are going to be like, okay, he took time off. You know, he doesn't have to be a bomber, blah, 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 blah. I could see Spieth narratives all over the place. And I haven't listened to a darn thing yet this week. Right? So this will be interesting. But I love Fino in here, just like uh, sandwiched between those two. Yeah, he's traveling. That sucks. But we got to remember, they don't travel like we do. He's traveling first class in a private jet probably over here, or at least first <laughs> class on a real plane. So I think he's doing okay when it comes to traveling. I wouldn't worry about that. Um, and he's had good success here, T16, T41, T16, T7. Right. And this is a much, much better Tony Fino, as we know. So I do like that quite a bit. If you want to scramble down, though, I think Bryson is a phenomenal play here. You know, it's always the mental game with him. But if he shows up ready to rock and roll, He's going to be great. T7 here last year. I think he's phenomenal. And then I agree. Webb, you know, past winner here. When you talk about a course where you don't have to be a bomber, Webb Simpson stands out. We saw how much his putting improved last year. We talked about him over and over in that uh, season review podcast. We did how well he really played last year. Uh, I think Webb's a great player at 10-3. I think, um, you know, he could be popular because he's the lowest guy in this high range of really good golfers. But I think he's a great play. So Finau is the guy I want to use up here. And then Bryson and Webb, I think, are both great plays. And you could – I think I actually think DeChambeau comes in more popular. He might be the most popular in this range, is my is my thought. 
So um, it might be avoidable, but uh, yeah, female for me. And then if you have to go somewhere else, Simpson would be the other guy. Going into the 9K range, you've got Cantley, the defending champion, Gary Woodland, Aaron Wise, Chesson Hadley, Cam Champ, as you mentioned, Jesse, up to $9,200. Uh, then you got the Cooch making his return at 91 What are you liking up here? Yeah, quite the bump for uh, Champ there. Obviously, he was at the St. Anderson's Farms last week. He was 8000 much, much weaker field, and he gets up to 9200 um, I will not touch him. Uh, I, he could come out and win again, but I just I would bet the other way all day, especially at 1900 bucks with the names around him. I'd rather go someplace else. The plays, I think Cantlay will be super popular again. He's always popular, um, and for you know obviously good reasons. He won last last year. He's coming off a seventh over uh, at the HSBC Champions um, this past week, so. He, he's definitely playable. I would rather go with Woodland and Wise, though, myself. Um, I like, you know, kind of Gary obviously took last week off after finishing second. He was fifth in the tournament before that over uh, over across the, the Pacific there. Um, so he's just playing really well right now. Wise, I, I think that, you know, he's played here twice, 32nd and 10th. Um, and he's got two straight top 20s since the last season. So, the second top 20 is really relative at the tour championship, but there's 30 guys. He finished mid pack, but long story short, I, I'm still a fan of him. I think a lot of people lay off of him at, at that price. I think Kuchar's interesting at 91. Um, he's finished, he's played here a couple times. It's been, a, it's been almost a decade, uh, but basically seventh and second. And the two times he's played here, he puts well on bent grass. Um, so I, I think he's worth a look and, I was going to mention somebody else, but I'll mention them on the next next route here because I think this is an interesting price. It's the next guy, but go ahead. All right. At 9K for me, Gary Woodland over and over again. I rode him all through Asia towards the end of last year. I, I'm really liking the way he played. I think that week off will do good for him because I think it's one thing that happened to him last year. I think he kind of overdid it in that hot run, and it kind of just wore down on him because he did not take a break for a long time. So uh, 9700 bucks for Woodland. I will definitely take T18 here last year in his first time at this event. Um, other than that, though, I'm going to be really picky. And I, I agree, Cantlay is going to be super popular. I think Aaron Wise, he he's always really popular with some of these these guys in the industry as well. So um, the other guy I'm going to go to here, I love Cam Champ, but I'm not paying 92 in this field. I do like Kucher. I think he's very interesting in this field because, you know, for what we expect from Matt Kucher, his form wasn't really there towards the end of last year. He's taken like a month off now, and I think that's going to do wonders. He's, he, he's taken a lot. He walked around at the Ryder Club, let's put it that way. He didn't play. He's taken a lot of time off. I, I like him to kind of be re, rejuvenated and, and not having to play with bombers out here. I think he fits great. I wish Stewie Sink was in this field, but he's not, but I digress. Um, but 9100 bucks for Kuchar, he's my my alternate to Stewie Sink. I, I like that a lot at 9100 I think he'll go way overlooked at that price point. All right, 8K. We got Putnam, Nah, Ryan Moore, Bo Hostler, Rogers, Neiman, who everyone will love again. Uh, Lucas Glover somehow up to 8,300 after his nice weekend at the Sanderson. Uh, Abraham Answer, the native man or local to Vegas, Piercy and M at $8,000. Who do you like in the 8K range, Jesse? Well, first of all, let's talk about Andrew Putnam and him being $8,900. Yep. Um, what the fuck? Uh, that's, uh, I mean, that's an insane price for him, dude. I mean, last, he was he was seven thousand last week, and then they bump him up to eighty nine hundred after he finished his fourth. I mean, I know it was a strong field over there in China, but come on, like that is utterly insane. He has two top 
twenties in his last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven starts since he won the Barracuda. Um, and he, he needs to at least top 20 to pay off $8,900. Uh, so I like Andrew Putnam. I wish he was 7,400 and he would probably be really chalky at that level, but I would like him a lot more. I'm not playing $8,900. So I had to get that off my chest. Bo Hoster's interesting. Um, he puts really well on bent grass. Patrick Rogers has, has played really relatively well, um, for him over the last uh, month or so. Uh, but at 85, I'm not 100% sure I can stomach that. Ryan Moore, I think he'll probably be popular at 8,700. I mean, I like to go to myself to go to Glover. Um, he's he's playing. He's, he, he had to go to web.com to get his card back. He did that. And since then, he's got two straight top 20s and two cut events on tour. He didn't go to China. He's not been over in Asia flying around, so he doesn't have to deal with any of that shit. Uh Answer, I think, is very playable. I'll probably be all over him at, at 8,200. And then I'm going back to him at 8,000. I hope people see the miscut last week and, and back off. But, I mean, he's just another guy who I'm going to keep uh, – you know, I'm going to stay on until he until he gets a win. Yeah, I like that M call a lot because people, I think, are going to be off of him. And he's going to have his up-and-down weeks. That's called being a youngster first time on the tour. That's how it happens. Right. But his talent level is so much better. We've talked about it, I think, every time he's been in a field. His talent level is crazy, crazy good. Um, so one of these days, you're going to get a, a week where he just pops off at his cheap price tag, and then he's going to get the Cam Champ bump. And then you're going to be like, oh, shit. So, um, yeah, M at 8,000, zero problem with that call at all. I agree. Abraham answered 8,200. I will definitely go back to that well. Oh, people see his recent kind of T73 and go, yeah, we're kind of off of him. Sounds good to me. Uh, Joaquin Neiman, he's always popular. But you remember when he used to be like, Nine thousands and even got into the ten thousands. Jesse, he's eighty four yeah. now. Eighty four. His price is going down. Yeah, especially in this field, you would you would think it would be higher. His his form coming in is just not that great. Yeah, uh, it's not great at all. But that that could lead to some lower ownership. I mean, you know, it, when we say not great, it's all relative. Of course, he's he's not like missing every cut, but and he hasn't been playing field uh, t- courses that induce birdies quite like this either. Um, right. 8400 bucks for a guy that the biggest reason I like him this week, and I will be checking out Fancier Sports. I don't want to play too much chalk. I'll play some chalk this week. We talked about that. But Neiman makes cuts. He might not right. finish well, but he makes cuts. Remember, people, we're back to cut events. <laughs> six to six is king. So most of the time, not all the time, Neiman is a big, big play for cuts. I do like the Bo Hosser call T7 here last year. Does play really good on these courses. And we rode him a lot last year when he's on the West Coast. To me, Vegas is the West Coast. So um, I, I think he's going to like being back out here. Uh, other than that, Kevin Na is just a guy on courses like this where you don't have to bomb it. He can be sneaky. Uh, he's won this tournament before. You know, his last few times he, he, he missed cut, and then he got a, a T2. Uh, his form's coming in shaky, but that's Kevin Na. It's always like it's tournament to tournament with Kevin Na. That's just how it goes. But – if he shows up, this is a big deal for him at 8800 bucks. He could be very interesting at that price point, especially when uh, Moore could be very popular at 87 Not could be a good pivot. One so, other guy is Scott Piercy, who we, did, we yep. didn't mention at all. Um, he's played here quite a bit. Uh, he's, missed one, yep, he's missed one cut in basically seven years. Um, so I don't know if most people will know what you just said as far as it's being his home course and look at that course history, but – at 81, I think that's a very, very interesting play with Answer and, and sandwich basically between Answer and M, who will definitely be more popular. So be a decent pivot there, I think, with Piercy. 
That's a very, very good call. I do like that quite a bit. All right, let's go to the 7K range. Let's do all 7K because there's only a couple over 75. And I'm not going to name them all off, but there's a, uh, a handful of really good ones here coming in. Danny McCarthy at $7,900. A uh, guy, you know, he webbed it and he played some pro events last year, coming off a T7 his last time out. Um, is a very interesting play to me here at that price point. After him, I'm looking at guys. I, one guy I really, really like this week is Austin Cook. I think he's too cheap for this field, $7,800. Um, he was playing a really, really good golf, played really well over in Asia, made a ton of cuts in a row. He T20 here his first time last year. I mentioned on recent, a recent pod, I believe it was last week, him and Finau led the PGA Tour in birdies last year. Well, it's a birdie event. Like I don't know how many more times i got to mention it, but I will because that's what I do. But um, $7,800 for Cook I think is a very, very good price tag, so I will be all in on Cook. He's in my core for sure this week. Uh, Marty Laird, if you look at past event history, he has played very well here, seven to nine cuts, two top tens, including a W, coming off a T7 his last time out. He is a course history monster, not just at this tournament, and other tournaments where he has great course history. He tends to do pretty well. So Marty Party Laird at 77 is a guy you're going to hear quite a bit. Um, Sam Burns coming off a nice T3 last time out, T20 here last year. Another youngster at 76 you could look at. Um, I love Adam Shank at 73. Uh, he played well in the West last year, kind of iffy other, otherwise, but T7 last week and a T14 prior to that. T20 here as well last year at $1,700. He makes a good play. Kevin Tway is way, way too cheap at seven hundred dollars. How weird is that? How weird is that price? Yeah, he, he, for winning uh, tournament three tournaments ago, technically at Safeway, but he, he even at T twenty seven in a very strong field in Asia, and then T fifty two. He didn't play the HSBC, but he played very respectable at Asia. Seventy three hundred dollars. This is just criminal to me. I think if he should be chalk, if he's not, take it and run. You know, he couldn't miss a cut because he sprays stuff. This guy's super talented. And what I what we saw at Safeway, I think, is the development of a guy learning that off the bomb it all over the course and actually playing courses at you know from week to week. So Tway at 73 is something to keep an eye on. Then a couple others and I'll let you run with this. Uh Joel Dahlman at 71 is very cheap for another very good ball striker. Um Anders Albertson, talked about him a few times already. At 7K, he's a birdie machine. First time playing here, but this could be a guy to take a look at. And then um where HP3 is only seven thousand dollars. I'll leave it at that. I think that's pretty crazy. Coming off a missed cut last week, but still seven K for HP3 is pretty wild. What do you like in the seven Ks? Is there is a ton to go off of, as I mentioned. Yeah, you you mentioned several. Obviously, Tway. I think that I think I don't know. I don't know if they mixed this price up with like Putnam or something. Um, that's just really strange to me because he was significantly higher the last time he played, which was CJ Cup. He was well, so seventy five hundred CJ Cup. After the win, he was eighty two hundred in that field over in the CMB Classic. So, just really, really odd pricing there for for Tway. So, he, yeah, he might be the chalk of the chalk, but it's it's hard to pass that up. Um, so, starting at the top, uh, for me, I do like your layered call. Uh, I will play him. Sam Ryder is interesting to me. He's uh, made a bunch of cuts in a row on tour. Um, he missed the cut here last year, but it's a different Sam Ryder, I do believe. Uh, this year, Sam Burns, 20th here last year, coming off a third last week at the Sanderson's Farms. Uh, I would play him, um, avoid Chris Kirk with like the plague. Uh, Rory Sabatini, he's interesting. He's so sketchy sometimes, and this is not a good track for him, just if you look at his finishes around here, but coming off a 20th, so he's okay. Um, not a huge fan. Again, Kevin Tway. Cameron Davis, another one of those guys that we've talked about uh, coming off the web. He did miss the cut last week, uh, but was fin- finished 17th at the Safeway. So 
Um, I think he's okay. Russ Henley, that's that's another strange price to me. Yep. Um, 24th here in 2016, 10th here the year before that, so 15. Um, he's been sketchy, but I think he's worth a shot or two at $7,300 um, just because he's a much his pedigree is much better than the names around him here. Uh, moving down the list here, Brendan Steele at 71, another guy. It's like, what's the deal with this price? Uh, he's played here a bunch, made a bunch of cuts, only missed one. Um, uh, so, I mean, he'd probably be chalky again, too. I, I don't know. This is weird pricing. DraftKings starting early this year on me. Um, and the HV3, I like him, too. I like your call on him. Anders Albertson is, is an interesting dude. Uh yeah. Obviously, coming off fifth last 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 week, hasn't played here. Um, so seven thousand, I think you could do a lot worse. Danny Lee down there at seven thousand dollars too. It's like one thing I've been looking at is some stats, and for some reason, Sean Stefani's been up there on it, and I don't like it. I'm not gonna lie, I don't like it that Sean Stefani's. I'm looking up the top of my models. I'm not a big fan of that, but at seven thousand, again, another guy you can punt with. Well, let's talk some punts. Let's get into the 6K range where, you know, I know you don't like to go down here a lot, and none of us do, to be to real about it. But there's actually a handful of, like, you could stars and scrubs this week up if you really need to. Um, yeah. I'm not going to name them all off. I'll start, and I'll let you go. But, for for instance, at $6,800, Alex Cheka, who has four straight cuts made here, the last two or three events, he's T2, is $6,900. So, what do you like in the 6K range? Yeah, there's a lot of names down here. Um Again, like you know, guys that you you've seen at much higher prices in the in years past, like Bud Colley at sixteen hundred dollars. He's obviously on the comeback from that accident he had uh, a while back, but um, at sixty eight hundred, I think he's worth a shot because he's a good, really, really good golfer. I mean, he's just he's much better golfer than sixty eight hundred dollars. Um, Nick Watney's down here at sixty nine. JJ Spawn, I think, he'll probably be a little bit more popular at sixty nine. Uh, a couple of guys who I definitely. Do like Corey Connors at sixty six hundred. Um, he uh, is a Canadian who we've talked about before. He made the cut here last year, finished second last week. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if he gets touted very highly. Um, but I mean, you guys, I mean, there's all kinds of dudes down here. Like this pricing is strange to me, dude. It's yep. really weird to me. Um, <laughs> I just don't know like what to make out of it. Like Tyler Duncan at sixty two hundred dollars, basically men men price. Like okay. I'd take some chances with Tyler Duncan at sixty two hundred dollars. Yeah, there's like Nick Watney, who you know he's not a, a world beater, but when it comes to cuts and competing well at sixteen hundred dollars, that's pretty interesting to me. Um, you, I talk about him a lot on these like WGC events, but Kadera, who is a top fifty player in the world, is sixty eight hundred bucks. I know he's sketchy, but he's one of the top players in the world. Yeah, and he's sixty eight hundred dollars. Just it's it's odd. But then you got guys like Carlos Ortiz, who uh, he's T eighteen the one time he played here, coming off a T three. You know, he's a Webby-type guy at 6800 bucks. Could be an interesting guy to go there. Brian Gay, a good iron player, shorter course player at $6,700. We were on him a lot towards the end of last year. We had a lot of those shorter courses. Uh, I love your Corey Connors take. You know, he finished second last week at the Sanderson's, and he played really well for us last year. He's $6,600. Uh, one I really don't mind at all at the $6,500 price range is odd is Adam Svensson. Uh, he's another Webby guy, first time here. Sixty five hundred bucks. He he made the cut at the Sandersons and Safeway. Not crazy competitive, but on the web played really really well last year. Uh, Richard Warinsky, a guy we you've mentioned a lot down here before. I have sixty five hundred bucks. Another guy to like there. 
And then the last guy, you mentioned a $6,200 T dunks. I'm going to mention a $6,200, uh, where do you go? Bryce Garnett. He got $6,200. He's at cut machines, made four straight cuts, uh, T41, T39, his last two events. So uh, he's another guy at basically min price that, that really doesn't like the world on fire, but makes cuts and gets you into the weekend, which I really, really like. I'm going to mix things up a little bit this week, Jesse. I'm sorry I didn't mention this before, but I, I trust you to be able to shoot from the hip here. Um, we'll do our normal core and all that stuff in a minute. But I just want to go back over the pricing real quick, and we'll just kind of narrow down our uh, – our big insights real quick and just off shoot from the hip here in the 10 K and above. Give me the one guy you would play here. If you only play one. Hey now. Okay. Uh, same for me uh, in the nine K range. What's the one guy. If you can only play one, uh, I'd go Woodland. Yeah. Woodland's mine as well. If you want to be different, I'll say Coocher cause you had Woodland, but yes. Eight um, K range. Give me, I'll say, give me two. Uh, I'll, I'll go with uh, Glover and Piercy. Well, besides okay. M. All right, that's three. Jesus. Three. Three works. Okay, so I'll, I'll, go, I'll go Glover and M. Okay. Your seat right at, is right outside looking in. Um, I'll go answer and M with a splash of Neiman. Uh, let's go 7K. Give me three. Or four if you want. There's so many of them. Like, <laughs> I, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll try to. I'm with you. Laird, I, I, I do like him. Um uh Ryder uh would be another choice of mine, Tway, of course. Uh and then I I didn't mention him before you did though. Joel Dahlman, I think he's at seventy one hundred. He's definitely playable. Yeah, I'll go Austin Cook at seventy eight, Tway at seventy three, and Albert sends at seven thousand. And then um I guess we can skip the punts now because we got to the six K spot. Give me two or three guys in the six K. Yeah, Corey Connors obviously is being one. DJ Trahan, who you mentioned, had to make the cut. Uh, if you're super deep, like I don't understand this at all, um, but Kevin Stadler, just don't even ask why. Um, if you really, really want to go with somebody who's like not going to be owned, look at him. Yeah, my guys would be Carlos Ortiz, uh, Adam Spenson, and Bryce Garnett would be the three I'd be going with. God, that sounds so dirty to say those three names. <laughs> uh, but that's where we are. Uh, who is your bust? Give me a 10K and above, and I'll say I'll give you 8K or 9K and above, a 10K and a 9K. Bust above 10. I'm just going to go with Speeth. I think that's kind of the easy route, but at the same time, like, I don't know. I just don't know where he's at. Uh, and then above eight, um, I think it's got to be Champ for me. I just don't, I can't. After he's, he's so young, so new, win. I don't know. I could see a miscut more than a win or paying off that $9,200 price, price tag this week. Yeah, I'll go Fowler and I'll go Aaron Wise uh, at 94. You mentioned Champ. I completely agree with you. I don't see him, you know, getting $9,200 in value. Maybe he could, though. Um, what do you think, just because coming off a of win, now people know who he is because a lot of people probably didn't play him this time of year with football going on. What do you think his ownership is going to be? Um, that's a great question because traditionally the ownership is low anyways for those coming off a of win. Um Big, humongous price jump. A lot of names around him that are that people would feel a lot more comfortable with playing. So I would say it's going to be pretty low um, if I was guessing, but it's early. What's your core for the week? Uh, on the core, um, definitely playing Finau uh, all over him. I would like to fit in Finau and, and Woodland in the same lineup, um, and probably have uh, you know somebody like Ryder in there with them. 
uh, potentially Glover if it's possible. M, like I've got to fit M in too. Right now, I'm looking at the female, the woodland, like you said. God, last week we were on female and um and um our boy Fleetwood, okay, Fleetwood. Fleetwood who just the back nine of the final round, he shot like four over. Like he was, he was, he was T five in it. And he just said, I just said, screw it, I'm done. But uh, yeah, so female woodland and then answer and cook are some big ones I want to get in there. Plus many others we mentioned, but that's why I wanted to go back through and kind of narrow down the others real quick because there's a lot to like in this this field. Yep. Um, Okay, give me your winner and then a long shot winner. Give me the two you like. I mean, the, the easy way is Finau. I'm, I'm going to – I mean, he's going to win. Well, okay, let's just assume everybody knows we want Finau. Pick someone else up there. <laughs> like, Finau's a given for the Always Pressing Podcast. I'll go with Woodland. Uh, okay. as, I'll go with Woodland as the, the top guy, the more, I guess, lower odds cat up top there. And then um, – I don't, I, I don't, I don't know about the second choice. I'm not feeling anybody other than Woodland and and Finau for the win this week. Okay, I put Deschambeau up there, and then my long shot. And if people do top tens or whatever, play them in top ten. If you want to do the overall, I really like Austin Cook this week. Thank I, you. I, I think he can be really good. Birdie or better event. Give me some Austin Cook. All right, Jesse, that wraps us up. I basically, you know, Safeway was our first cut event. This is our second because we didn't do the Sanderson. So I'm pretty pumped for this. Uh, I yeah. actually, as of, as of now, and there's still a long ways to go, I have nothing planned this weekend. So I might get to sit and actually watch golf. Kind of excited about that. But um, any final words? I'm excited to be able to sit at work and uh, tilt yeah. shot tracker. That's going to be really fun because we we it's, should have shot tracker this week. Now, of course, we don't have PGA Tour Live. That doesn't come back till January, but – um, at least we'll be able to, we'll all be able to enjoy the, what is shot tracker together. Yeah, I, I did enjoy the little bit of Sanderson's being able to use the PGA tour app and okay, this guy's in the native area. Shit. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't get that when they were in Japan or China it's, or wherever they were. <laughs> it's it's hard to get into the golf tournament when you like literally just had to wait on a score. Like yeah. it's not as fun. It's not nearly as fun. So nope, not at all. All right, everybody, check out Jesse on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. I am on Twitter at BD Entrick. The podcast is at Always Press DFS. If you have any questions, join us in the SD Slack chat. Just ask for an invite from either one of us or the Sports DGEN's handle on Twitter. We'll get you in there and help you out. Um, other than that, good luck this week. It should be a lot of fun. Uh, one of the better fields I've ever seen at this event. So go check it out and good luck. This was the Always Pressing PGA DFS podcast previewing the 2018. Shriners Hospitals for Children Open. Catch you guys later.